What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Ryan Clayton Podcast. Thank you so much for checking this episode out today. Uh, this is a fun one. We got a live stream from last night. Uh, we talk about a whole lot of different stuff. Uh, we're talking about running. We're talking about ultra marathons. We're talking about backyard ultras. Uh, we're talking about the new movie Dune, uh, which a lot of the viewers from the show last night had seen. And so there's no spoilers in it. Don't worry. Um, but uh, we talk a lot about that and just how this movie, seriously, I really think that this movie is uh, has changed me uh, for the better. I think it's uh, been able to kind of like refocus a lot of my like hopes and dreams about the future, about like filmmaking uh, in general. Uh, Denny Villeneuve just like knocked it out of the park. Absolutely amazing movie. Uh, if you've read the book before, if you're a fan of the book series, you know how incredible the story is and... It was brought to life on the big screen in the absolute best way I could have imagined. Uh, it was just absolutely, I mean, I've said absolutely probably 10 times already, but it was incredible. Um, really, this movie like changed a lot of things for me uh, and just reignited passion for filmmaking. Uh, and so it's, yeah, like I know we've kind of like talked a lot about uh, filmmaking and uh, documentaries and all of that. Uh, in general, um, on this podcast and on my YouTube channel, but, uh, it's this, this movie really changed a lot for me, uh, moving towards the future and without getting like too like, uh, I don't know, sappy or whatever, but I feel like this, you know, like this kind of like did reignite the passion that, uh, I've had for a long, long time. I think that, uh, this big, huge project I work, worked on a couple years ago running the triple crown, uh, it was, Probably too, I mean, it was just like, it was a massive, massive project that came, kept growing and growing and growing and ended up kind of leaving me uh, a little bit burnt out a little bit from more of like that side of like serious uh, filmmaking. And I needed to kind of take a little bit of a break uh, and just really focus on YouTube videos. And um, so, yeah, that's. And then obviously the pandemic hit like right after that. And so it was like that we've had kind of like a two year, uh, almost no. Yeah. About a two year break from me as far as like really trying to, uh, pursue, uh, filmmaking and documentaries, uh, in a serious way. Uh, but I have to say, honestly, watching this movie just kind of reignited all of that for me and, uh, kind of like restoked that flame and the excitement is back and I'm just like kind of ready to tackle my next big project, uh, which who knows what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be a documentary. Maybe it's going to be narrative. I'm not actually sure I've been like, if you watched my, uh, goals video from, uh, a couple months, well, actually a long, almost a year ago now, uh, for 2021, uh, one of my big goals was to write a script for a narrative film. And I've been working a lot on that. I've got a bunch of ideas kind of flowing around. And, uh, so yeah, hopefully someday soon you guys will be able to watch a actual like narrative film created by me, uh, from start to finish script through filming, through everything. Who knows? Maybe acting too. I don't know. If I can't find anybody, I'll have to do it myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like there's so much going on uh, behind the scenes in that uh, realm for me. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's it's just it's a huge passion for me right now. And uh, I'm just loving um, like working on it. And so 
hopefully very soon we'll be talking more about that. Uh, but yeah, this show is just, uh, it's just a great show. Like people have been showing up to these live shows, uh, and it's been growing and growing and growing. Uh, so if you are available Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, you know, check out the live show, be a part of it, ask some questions, uh, and uh, just become part of the conversation. Uh, but if not, if you can't make it, uh, just thank you so much for watching the replay or for listening to this podcast right now. Uh, it means a lot to me that you would do that. But all right, that's it. I'm going to stop talking now. We're going to jump into the live show. Thank you all so much for joining, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Uh, Enduro reviews like months ago. Um, I had it like pretty early on, um, but just with everything that was going on, just like couldn't get around to uh, filming a video like right at the beginning. So anyway, it's up now. My long-term review after six months of using it. Uh, I think it's a really, really great watch. But I've also got this one right here, the uh, Koros Vertex 2. Um, I've had this one for about a week. Uh, it's funny, like, I thank, uh, thank you, Koros, for sending it out. Um, unfortunately, it showed up, like, right after the IT100. Um, so, it is what it is. I told him, I told him, I was like, I, you know, my last race of the season is over. Uh, maybe my last race. I don't know, maybe I'll pick up something uh, here before winter is really, like, upon us. But, I told him, I was like... Uh, I'm basically done. Also, I'm injured. Uh, and yeah, so I only have it for a couple weeks uh, and then I have to send it back, but I've been trying to do as much as I can with it. A bunch of different stuff, um, testing it out. So yeah, uh, it is what it is. Uh, what's up? Alex Williams is here, uh, tuning in from Beckley, West Virginia. What's up? Uh, Maria is here from North Carolina. Michael's here from Brownstown, Indiana. Uh, nice run today on Strava. Thank you. Um, that was a uh, very, very like, so today, if you don't follow me on Strava, go ahead, follow. Um, but today I did a five mile run and it was the first run where I really like since coming back from injury. I mean, I, I don't, I, I guess I can call what I had an injury. Um, it wasn't like, it wasn't a long-term thing. It was just something that knocked me out for the day. It was something that was bad enough that you're not going to be able to run a hundred miles on it. Um, which, you know, kind of makes sense. But, uh, yeah, today was my first run where I felt like I was running, like, like I was running myself. Like I was dictating how the run was going to go and didn't have any pain like the whole time. And it was just, it was beautiful. Um, my pace, like for a five mile run, was finally, um, similar to what I was doing, uh, like months ago, like before I did, like, uh, started doing like high mileage. So it was great. I was, I had a couple, I had a couple miles towards the end that were like right at seven minute pace, almost seven, seven Oh five, seven ten. So that was really fun today. Great run today. Very, very awesome. Uh, Christy Wiley's here. What's up from Pennsylvania? How's it going? Uh, Chuck runs every day. Hey, from Winnipeg, Canada. Nice. Um, that's awesome. Running every day. I did that for a little bit. 
Uh, Cheryl's here from Alabama. It's finally fall. Yeah, I feel like it's, I definitely feel like it's finally fall here as well. Um, but fall in the Midwest is a little bit weird because we don't get like, I mean, I feel like when I was a kid, we used to have like a month where it was really like, you know, those like, like 60 degrees and, uh, still sunny, um, not raining every day, but just like a, just like the best time of year. This is what I remember from as a kid. Uh, but I feel like now, like recently, it's just been like, like we'll get a couple days like that here and there, but geez, I mean, pretty much since a week before my race. So the last three weeks, it's rained almost every single day and it's just been, I mean, it's been, yeah. So, you know, who knows? Uh, snowman. Hope everyone's doing well. Checking in from Ohio. What's up? John's here from Pomplamoose, I guess. Uh, St. Michael hikes. Good evening from Florida. Oh, and, uh, Michael, I wanted to tell you, thank you for sending me, uh, that, uh, care package. Uh, I just picked it up from the post office and, uh, thank you so much. That was awesome. Uh, David from Northern Virginia, getting ready for the Marine Corps 50k. Nice. Uh, and like, as always, um, you know, if you haven't tuned in before, this show is, uh, like listener supported. So, uh, you ask the questions and we take the show wherever you want it to go. I know a lot of us are probably kind of winding down the season, but you know, whatever your questions you got running, uh, or not doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, Jackie is here from, uh, rainy Washington state, but the rain doesn't stop me from running. That's awesome. Uh, John's here from Virginia beach hitting the trails for a month or so. And then back to the Sierras. Whoa. Wow. That's awesome. John's here from Wisconsin. Uh, and then Michael says, uh, any thoughts on doing Jackson County 50, 50 on December 4th? Yeah, actually a lot of thoughts about that. Uh, that's one of my favorite races because it's very close. Like it's only a couple hours away and that was my first 50 miler. So I have like some, I feel like I have some really close ties to that race. Uh, I've done it a couple times. I don't think maybe twice, I think. Oh yeah. And then I filmed it one time for the race director. So it's been, the weather there is all over the place. Uh, both times I ran it, it was, uh, like low thirties temperature wise Fahrenheit. So that means it was freezing. Uh, and then the one year I filmed it, it was like in the sixties and everyone was wearing shorts and t-shirts. So, um, I don't know, like I was thinking, so over the last couple of weeks I was thinking about this and, what I told myself after IT100 was if I can bounce back in a week, then I'll consider maybe trying to do like the 50 mile or the 50K. Uh, but if it takes two or three weeks, um, I'll just continue to play it by ear. Um, but as of right now, so what's the date? October 26th. So that means we have like what, maybe six weeks or five and a half weeks or so until it. Um, it would be probably pretty hard to uh, put together. I mean, I guess I could do like a three or four week training block for a 50 miler, but the 50K might be more reasonable. Not that I don't think I could finish a 50 miler, but um, yeah, 
it would be like, I would want to go out there and like feel like I'm running well. So I don't know if I can get back to, uh, like running a 50 miler well type of shape in three weeks, but maybe a 50 K just go out and have some fun for a couple hours. That would be, that would actually be really fun. One of my good friends, Aaron is running it. Uh, he's doing the 50 mile. It's his first 50 miler. He won the 50 K like maybe two years ago. Uh, so he's going to go out there and just crush it. So that'll be awesome. Maybe to, maybe I'll go out there and just see how many times he laps me. <laughs> uh, what's up? Uh, Alan Murphy is here, uh, from Cocork, Ireland. What's up? Chase Summit. Dave's here. Uh, next video, Vertex 2 versus Enduro. Uh, maybe. No, I need to do, I don't know. I feel like I have to do a just Vertex 2 standalone video. But then, yeah, definitely Vertex 2 versus Enduro because that's kind of like, that's where the competition really kind of stands. Um, it's a good, it's a good comparison. I have some very strong opinions about both watches. So, Yeah. And they probably don't line up with everybody. <laughs> so I tend to, I don't know, like, um, I love, I love doing like shoe reviews is like, if we're talking reviews, um, like that type of stuff is like my passion. Like I love that. I feel like that's kind of like more of my niche that I can kind of like fit into gear reviews is also something that I love. Um, watch reviews are complicated because there's just so much so much nowadays that they do. Um, and so what I'm trying to do is kind of be a little bit different and just pick a few things that really kind of resonate with me and then talk about those kind of like with my Enduro review, I wanted to, um, cause you know, people like Dave or, you know, DC Rainmaker or anybody else has already done the really comprehensive reviews. Um, of the Enduro. And I wanted to pick just kind of like a few of the key points that uh, really made a big difference to me. So that's what I'll do with the Vertex 2 as well. Cause there's already tons of reviews out there about that. Um, and then I'll do a probably a comparison video. That'd be fun before I have to send this back. Uh, what's up? Steven McNeil from Midland, Texas. Cool weather is coming. Uh, John says, interested in that video too, or Phoenix 6 versus Enduro. Yeah, I wish I had the Phoenix 6. I don't. Uh, I have the Phoenix 3. <laughs> Maybe we could compare those. <laughs> it still does charge, and it still works, which is amazing. Um, Graham Angus is here. Uh, Angus is here. Uh, Graham Angus. Sorry, I think I switched the N and the G in your name. Uh, me and my wife, Lindsay, checking in from Toronto, Canada. What's up? Uh, Michael's here from Gekil. I don't know if I said that right. Ecuador. Make the best of what's still around. Have you seen the new Dune movie? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I have. And I don't know. Like, I, I am absolutely blown away. Um, Denny Villeneuve all the actors involved, all the production involved. Um, oh my gosh. Like that movie, like seriously, I saw an IMAX, uh, and absolutely blew me away. Like, I mean, the first thing you notice right away, if you watch it in IMAX is the sound design, at least me, um, working in that field. 
uh, it's just, it's on another level. Absolutely. Like I've never, I've never seen, I've never experienced anything like, like Dune and seriously, like this movie, um, not, uh, not, not too much, not to get too like deep about it, but it's like, um, I mean, it could, I mean, this movie, like when I walked out of that theater, I was like, oh my gosh, this movie's like, like changed my life. Like watching that movie in IMAX, uh, just on another level, absolutely incredible. And the story too. I mean, it's, you know, one of the most popular science fiction stories ever. So yes, if I could, if I could change like career paths right now, I mean, it would just be like, I'm going straight into like, you know, making movies. Uh, like that's what I'm, that's what I want to (laughs) do. So yeah. Uh, but just the experience of it, the visuals, uh, Denny, I mean, he's just, he's the best, he's the best out there right now. I mean, hands down and Hans Zimmer too, just on another level. Yeah. This whole live stream could be about Dune if you want. Uh, Aaron Wagner's here. What's up? Checking in from Cincinnati, Ohio. How's it going, man? Hope you're fully recovered. Uh, it says, Oh, I think I found my next, uh, my second, uh, hundred to sign up for the Mogian monster in Arizona. Nice. That one. Yeah. That's going to be very different than Indiana trail. Uh, but yeah, that would be, that'd be so cool. I've really wanted to do that race too. And they just changed the course this year. So it's supposed to be a little bit different. Mango Runner, what's up, Ryan? How's the recovery going? Awesome. I hope your hope your recovery is going well, as well. <laughs> um, actually, both these guys, Aaron and Mango Mango Runner, uh, we both well, uh, all three of us were at the Indiana Trail 100. They finished it. Uh, yeah, recovery's going fine. Like I was, my body was totally recovered uh, within a few days. Like I was ready to run again like mentally and physically, uh, easily by a week after, um, because my second lap, I mean, you got to remember it was, it was mostly walking. <laughs> so I ran about 25 miles, pretty good, like four and a half hours. And then the second lap was like over eight hours. So it was mostly walking. Uh, so my body was fine afterwards. It was just my knee it was just messed up. Uh, and then like a little bit later, I noticed, I noticed a weird thing in my left hip that's kind of still there. And I think it was because I probably changed my stride and no, I changed my stride. I know, you know, those last, uh, 35 miles, something was different with my hip and it felt like it it still feels kind of weird, but it'll clear up soon. So everything else is fine though. Like I said, not a single blister, not a single, um, I mean, barely, barely sore. Like my quads were a little sore walking around the hotel the next day. But, uh, yeah. Um, Eva belts here from Placerville, California. What's up, John? Oh, John, true love's in the house. Oh my God. The new dune was a bit of a letdown (laughs) just when it started to get good. ended. okay. There we go. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's only half the story. Yeah. Uh, man, that's awesome that you got to see it. Uh, I thought we were going to, I thought those were fighting words, actually. <laughs> uh, Lou Matos, sorry. Uh, Yo from Avon Lake. What's up? Nick is here. Uh, it's only the first half of the book. Letdown was on purpose. Yep. Uh, and I think the story structure, like, like 
it, they did a really good job because there is a character arc with Paul. Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers uh, for those of you that have not seen it. Um, but there is a solid like character arc. I mean, because he goes through several throughout the books. And in this first movie, like it's, it could stand alone um, if Legendary and Warner Brothers decided not to, but they just announced today that they are, they greenlit it. So the Dune 2 is coming out. Dune Part 2 is coming out October 2023. So we only have two years to wait. <laughs> uh, I just got to figure out how to get on the production crew for that movie. Uh, whoops, I already got that one. Matt Legrand, what's up from Kamas, Washington? Am I saying that right, Matt? Kamas. Uh, what's up? Thanks for watching my video today and commenting. It's always fun seeing, uh, you know, like, uh, other fellow YouTubers, uh, supporting each other. Tim says, uh, so keen for doing probably an old topic, but any tips for the dreaded shape? <laughs> Squirrels, nut butter. Uh, and also, um, something that also like I've uh, found success with is wearing like a spandex layer or a tight ish layer uh, underneath uh, your shorts, like as a base layer. I did a video a couple weeks ago on a uh, combination of those from T8. Uh, they, they make a really solid one. A lot of people commented on the path projects version of the same thing. So I need to try those out. Um, but kind of everybody Everybody does a version of it. I mean, I've had a pair of ultra shorts for like four years that are exactly the same. Um, it's just like a layer of spandex and then your shorts on top. So it that also helps with wicking away sweat, uh, other moisture, like if uh, you go through some rain or something. Uh, what's up, Matt said, I was just thinking about watching Dune worth it in IMAX. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Go see it in IMAX. Uh, the only thing that I would uh, mention, though, is that um, it is very loud in IMAX, but that's on purpose, and that's that's how a lot of IMAX movies are, but this one is especially loud, and um, some of the battle sequences, um, and uh, also some of the score, some of Hans Zimmer's score, was uh, very loud, and um, like I'm... I'm very sensitive to that because, like I said, and you guys know, like I work in sound production. And so, like, I can tell, like, uh, you're not going to get any hearing damage from it. Um, obviously, like, that would not be, like, um, I don't know if it's not, like, it wouldn't be, like, illegal, but it wouldn't be, like, good practice for a movie theater to uh, make it. And anyway, IMAX has very strict rules about, like, how their systems sound and what they look like and everything. So you're not going to get any hearing damage. Don't worry. But it is very loud for all, several sequences of it. But the images, oh, my gosh. Like, um, the other thing with IMAX is that not all of this movie is shot on an IMAX camera. Uh, most of the stuff outdoors is, um, but some of the indoor scenes uh, and a lot of the dialogue um, is shot on uh, like an Aerie Alexa, um, Alexa LF. So um, I think, and, and the reason why is usually because um, IMAX, IMAX cameras are very loud. Uh, they're just, they're just beasts. They're huge and they're loud. Uh, and so a lot of times dialogue sequences 
um, are very difficult to do uh, with an IMAX camera. And that's why, like, when you see someone like Christopher Nolan or something film an entire movie in IMAX, it's, like, it's pretty impressive, like, how they can actually get the dialogue to come through. Uh, like, the, the people that work in the sound design on these movies are just, like, geniuses. But then also there's a lot of overdubbing that takes place uh, if you are filming um, something like that. So that's the only thing is, like, sometimes the aspect ratio will cut down in Dune. Like I said, for some of the indoor, really quiet talking scenes, you don't really need the IMAX, like, uh, full scale anyway. But uh, everything that matters, like all the outside stuff, all the special effects, like that's all IMAX. So it's seriously like floor to ceiling, like 30 feet tall. I don't know how how tall an IMAX screen is, but massive. And uh, I was kind of like right in the middle, which is great. Uh, but you do have to look down and you look up and left and right. And it's like, yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, Christy Wiley says, Dune was so good. I couldn't peel my eyes away from the screen. I know I was just sitting there and like, I was just like smiling like the whole time because it was just, it was so beautiful. And it was just like, it was an amazing experience. Like I was smiling. I was like laughing. I was crying. I think I did cry. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, what, what questions do you guys have? Um, Brett says the first 30 miles of the new Mogian course are absolutely ridiculous. That's good to hear. Nice. Um, uh, Brian Sharp is here, uh, from Newcastle, Indiana. Ever do OPSF 50 K? Oh yes, I have. (laughs) Uh, that was actually, I've got a video on the channel about it. Uh, that was a great race. I mean, it's, it's very muddy. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good race, really good people. Um, the course is like, uh, it's not like super crazy. Uh, it's a good course. Um, but the biggest thing is that since it's in March and the types of trails that they are, like it's going to be muddy, going to be really muddy in certain parts. Um, like there was a lot that it was like, there were long sections where you just can't see your feet. (laughs) every time they go into the ground. And then the hard part about that is that you actually have to like, you have to be really careful too, because a lot of times your foot will go down. And if it's not super soft mud, like there's different, there's different types of mud out there. Uh, there's, you know, the type where your foot goes in, it just goes like straight down. Uh, but then there's mud that's like kind of not so soft. And so when you step in, you might step in somebody else's footstep and your foot slides to like go into their imprint. And so a lot of it's not, um, like you, you have to be kind of careful in some parts, but that makes it really fun. Uh, you're super dirty and messy afterwards. Um, I think John throws his shoes away after every OPSF, uh, as like a celebration. Um, but yeah, you're, you're messy, you're muddy. Uh, it's hard, um, because of the mud, like the course, if it was really smooth, just really smooth trails and not muddy, the course wouldn't be that crazy. I forget how many, how much elevation gain there is. Um, but you're constantly going up and down, um, constantly going through mud. So yeah, it's a good course. I mean, it's a good, it's a good race though. Really good people. Um, 
Ah, uh, Tim Watson says Dune isn't out until December second in Australia. Oh, it's too bad. Um, but yeah, definitely see it on opening night. Uh, Justin says, do you ever get into any times that you just don't feel like training? If so, how do you get through it? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm kind of like, to be honest with you guys, like I'm kind of in a spot like that a little bit right now. Like if I, if I kept, if I, if I don't kind of start training again or kind of start getting excited about something, um, I could definitely see myself kind of like sliding into this sort of slump where I'm just like, um, you know, like I'll, several, like several days throughout the week or maybe one or two, I'll just be like, yeah, I'm not running today. Like, just don't, just don't feel like it. Um, and that's kind of like, yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's a really good thing to let your body rest. Um, but if you, if you think it's more like a mental side, uh, like, a, and you think it's kind of like a lack of motivation, like, my opinion, um, motivation is like kind of like uh, hard to manufacture and can be sort of like uh, unreliable if you do that. And so my best advice is to actually either find accountability like through someone else or um, through yourself, like just create a calendar and try to stick with it. Uh, one really great thing to do uh, would be to just say, you know what, I'm going to run every day for 21 days uh, because they say habits take 21 days uh, to form. And so even if that means just tying up your shoes and going outside and going to the edge of the block and then being like, okay, I'm done, turning back around, at least you did something. You know, just get outside every day or get on your treadmill or do something every day for, you know, three weeks, 21 days, and then see how you feel after that. Um, could be a good, could be a good experiment. Um, but yeah, I definitely, definitely, uh, suffer from times like that. And a lot, of, a lot of times it's right around this time of the year because it's starting to get cold and I just do not like running outside in the cold. Um, the mornings, I mean, most mornings, like the mornings recently have been like, uh, high thirties, low forties. So it's cold out there. I mean, it's not like, it's not like freezing or like winter yet, but it's definitely cold out there and you do not like, at least myself, like I don't like running in that type of weather. <laughs> you got to put on too many clothes. Um, just, yeah, it's cold. Um, but yeah, I definitely, definitely go through times like that. Uh, and so, you know, for me, the best thing that I find success with is like trying to put a string together of wins, like say I'm going to run every day for a couple of weeks or just put a calendar schedule together. Uh, like if you're, if you're not ready to at least run every day or move, uh, your body every day in a little bit of a way, you know, just put a calendar together and say, you know, four days a week, uh, these are, this is what I'm doing. Uh, you know, before work during my lunch hour or, you know, whatever, um, that helps, that helps me. Uh, Tim Watson says, just ordered some T8s. So good to hear they were good. Yeah, I like them a lot. They are like, I would say that they're not, um, how can I say this? I don't think they're going to be, and I mentioned this in the video, I don't think they're going to be the most durable 
shorts ever. Um, but they are, I mean, they're good. Like they're good for racing in good for getting your long runs in. Um, but I don't think they will be, um, um, I don't know. I don't know how long they're going to last, uh, which is kind of unfortunate because I really like them a lot. Let's see. Uh, Drew H says, Ryan, I finished my fourth marathon last week in Detroit. Breaking four again. 353. Nice. No chafing and full amounts of body glide. Happy Tuesday. That's awesome, Drew. So cool. Uh, breaking four hours is solid. St. Michael Hike says this past weekend race. I used squirrels on butter and trail toes, but had to ditch my pack after my first loop due to my collarbone being literally raw. I've had that happen before too. Uh, never had that happen before, but not sure why it was so bad. Yes. Okay. So I, I don't know exactly what, um, I don't know exactly what happened with me, but I've had, um, this pack, uh, Solomon, 5L or something. Um, it's the one that came out this year, uh, like in the spring. And I ran like every weekend with it for like a while leading up to Cruel Jewel. And then I did Cruel Jewel uh, the whole time, never took it off. And then since then, I did some races, or not races, I did a bunch of long runs. I did the, you know, when I went out to Western States to Pace John, I did uh, that run in it. But then like randomly, uh, like six weeks before it 100, I go out and do a 25 mile run and, uh, it like cut me <laughs> like it rubbed on my neck, like right here so bad that it literally, uh, like has, it literally cut me. And I actually, I think I'm going to have a scar from it. And <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Like I'm pretty experienced with running vests and it just, I could not get it in a position where it wasn't just like rubbing right up on my neck. So yeah, I had to, I haven't worn it since that day. Um, so I understand your pain and I don't know why that happens sometimes. I'm like, it happened no matter if the bottles were full or empty. I shifted stuff around from one side to the other, like nothing I could do would fix it. Um, I don't know. I thought maybe it had to do with the shirt I was wearing because I don't think I'd ever worn that shirt with that vest, but I haven't tried it since. So I don't know. But yeah, if I do wear a vest in the future, like I will probably try and get a shirt that has a little bit of a, a collar that in a pinch, I could like at least like pull up and like try to like block whatever's going on over there. Michael Powell says, OPSF is a beautiful course, but expected to be very muddy. Do you get being horse trails? It's also a cool design with the lollipop course. Yeah, the lollipop is a sweet design. I like that a lot. Uh, do you have any traditional races? Example, Turkey Trot 5K or whatever. No, I, I don't know the last time I have. Like, usually. Um, so, I don't have a whole lot of, like, um, like the family that we always get together with and everything like not a whole lot of runners uh and so actually none really i don't think um maybe eh, a couple um but we typically like i never grew up doing any of those races and so like a turkey trot or something on a thanksgiving morning or something like that uh it's just like never in the plans um but maybe 
I think maybe once my kids get older, uh, old enough to do stuff like that, uh, we could probably do, uh, probably do something like that. John says, yeah, I trash them. I have plenty of old shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that OPSF mud, uh, and you also don't know what else is in that mud because they're horse trails. <laughs> uh, Zach Fairchild says, have you ever considered doing a 24 hour event, uh, or a bigs backyard format? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, some exciting news about that. I shared this last week. Um, and, uh, if you so I have done a backyard event before in the past. It was awesome. Loved it. Uh and uh I went I went there for a specific purpose. Like it it was four weeks before no. Yeah, it was four weeks before one of my hundred milers a couple years ago. And I was like, I'm just going there to run fifty K and then I'm done. Gonna go home. And did it. Uh but it was really fun. Uh but uh, my friend Matt uh is putting together a race and I'm helping him with it on April 2nd. Uh, it's going to be called grind on the grid. So we're actually organizing a backyard style ultra marathon, which is going to be awesome. I'm trying to find like sponsors now, uh, for it, um, and stuff, but, um, yeah, it'll be on ultra sign up soon. Um, it's going to be in Indiana. Uh, it's going to be, it's like, kind of it's a it's kind of like just west of indy sort of i don't know uh it's kind of it's out it's kind of out in the country uh and it's going to be uh a lot of it is going to be like a country road uh and there's going to be a couple turns and that's the reason why it's called grind on the grid uh laz actually came up with that name for us uh because you're gonna you're gonna go out and you're gonna like turn right and then you're gonna turn right again <laughs> And then there's a turnaround and you come back. So the grid is like this like kind of square out there in the country. And so like for a lot of the race, you're going to be able to see all the runners, which is going to be really interesting. Um, and it's, uh, that's like basically what they do at bigs. Like there's, uh, throughout the night, there's the road section that they run. Uh, so, um, you know, these type of, these type of races have all sorts of different courses. And this is the one that, uh, worked like Matt, uh, was able to find this awesome location. Uh, it's actually this, um, like really kind of like fancy barn that they have weddings at most weekends out of the year. Uh, but we were able to find this weekend, uh, April 2nd that has nothing going on there. And, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly how much work is going to be like needed on the day of, um, like, I don't know if Matt and I are going to be able to run it. Um, but, uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's going to be pretty low key. Um, we're going to, you know, this, the first year, uh, there's like no money yet. So <laughs> it's going to be pretty low key, but it's going to be fun and, uh, it's going to be a good time. So yes, I have ran one before and actually, uh, working on, uh, putting another, putting one together. Like the first one in Indiana. Justin says, I appreciate the insight. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Lou says, for what it's worth, my path projects liner shorts combo is impressive and the durability scale. Nice. That's good to hear. Um, so yeah, check out path projects. If you're looking for durability, if you want something that's like definitely designed for racing, uh, T8 is, um, what I would suggest. Um, Simon says, says shoe reviews. Yes. Is this the channel and why did I subscribe to it? There we go. Yeah. Lots of shoe reviews coming. Um, because like leading up to the race, I think I've said this before, um, on some of my live streams, but, um, leading up to the race, the last couple weeks were just like, I was like really, really tired all the time, uh, just from running so much. And then just, um, kind of like all the planning that goes into getting yourself ready to get yourself to a race. Uh, and, um, yeah, like there was a little bit of extra planning and sort of stuff because, uh, I was planning on having a crew there, uh, and family members there. So I was kind of trying to organize that side of it too, or at least like have that stuff dialed in. I actually really prefer doing races on my own, like completely on my own. Uh, but well, and the reason why is because it's a lot less work to plan. Uh, you can just, as long as you get yourself ready and you get the stuff you need for the race and you put it in the right places that you're done. Like, and that, like, I don't know. I, it's more, it, that's just easier to do, but you have a higher chance of success and you have a lot more encouragement and everything if you bring people with you. So there's pros and cons to both. Um, it's just a lot easier to do it all yourself sometimes. Um, but yeah, so there, there was just kind of like a lot of extra stuff going on uh, during those couple of weeks leading up to it. And it's always kind of like stressful for everybody in the house, like when you're getting ready for a race. So yeah. Uh, that's why I didn't have a whole lot of, um, like shoe review videos. Plus I was also running most of my miles in like just a couple pairs of shoes, like trying to make sure that they were going to work for the race. Uh, so I wasn't just like using a different shoe every day. Um, but now all that's coming, uh, we've got, I've got probably six or seven shoes that are like plus a hundred miles in them. <laughs> And I need to put those reviews out. Need to get them together. Got a couple watches like this Vertex 2. And then I've got the uh, Wahoo Rival uh, that uh, I need to put a review together for because they sent it to me. <laughs> so I need to do that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I think things will start flowing a little bit smoother now. Getting the Enduro video out was kind of a bear because it was a lot. Um, oh yeah, Christy, I saw your question uh, about the Backyard Ultra. You probably asked that right before I started talking about it. Uh, Lou says, April 2nd, bummer, I'm attempting my first 100. Uh, your backyard would have been cool. <laughs> first run over 50 miles too. Exciting that you're making that happen. Awesome. Well, good luck at your first 100. Uh, Aaron says, I watched your Enduro video and looked at other more premium watches, but I love the lightness of the Coros Pace too. Yeah. Um, what do you think would push me, uh, to the Vertex Enduro level battery for a 200 miler? Yeah, honestly, um, 
my so my opinion on all these watches is that uh, it's really unfortunate that they're so expensive because it's really better to have two watches at least um, one like a really small and light one for your daily running and then like that the battery type watch that it's just it's only exists because of its battery like the enduro or the vertex um uh but like both the enduro and the vertex like i don't particularly like running every day in because uh, they're just big and they're heavy uh the vertex especially the enduro with the band on was only it was 60 grams like when you compare that something like the Apple Watch, it's like 45. Like the Pace 2 is somewhere around like, I think that's like under 40. I think it's like 39 grams or something. So, I mean, the Polar Vantage V2 is like somewhere around 50 as well. So you get a lot of these kind of like more daily watches or watches that are like geared more towards um, just simply road running that are a lot more comfortable to wear. Uh, but they don't have the battery life that can last yet. Uh, for a hundred miler or especially not a 200 miler. Um, but yeah, then you get something like the vertex, which is a beast. It's like over 90 grams. So, I mean, you're talking like, you know, you put like two or three watches together and that's what, that's how much this weighs. Uh, and so, but yeah, if you're going to do a hundred miler or a 200 miler and you don't want to charge your battery, like you just, you kind of have to have one of these, um, I think the Enduro would probably be great for um, most people doing 200 milers. You'd probably, be, and the reason why is because you're going to sleep several times, especially if, if, like, if your name is Mike McKnight and you're doing these races in 50 hours, you're not going to sleep uh, and you can wear whatever you want. <laughs> uh, but if you're like most people who are finishing these in between like 85 to 100 hours, uh, you're going to be sleeping several times during these races. Um, I've been to a handful of them. And so I've got first, uh, firsthand, uh, information on this. You're going to be sleeping a lot. Uh, and so it's not a big deal to just pull your watch off and plug it into a charger, uh, while you sleep for like an hour or something. And most of these watches you put on a charger for an hour and it's like almost back up to hundred percent already. So you're good to go. Uh, that's what I would recommend. I would, I mean, I don't think you need to like really like the battery life is not the end all be all unless it's complicating things in your, like in finishing the race that you want to finish, um, where, you know, charging it midway or something would be complicated, but even in a hundred miler, it's not a big deal. Like you just get one of those little tiny USB batteries, take it off, like, fasten it with the band to your uh your vest plug it in just let it sit there for an hour take it off put it back on your wrist it's good to go all right um so yeah i would say i mean honestly that's the only reason why i would really encourage anyone to look into this price range of the vertex or the enduro Aaron, uh, it's for battery life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Jackie J says that sounds fun. Uh, and then Brian Sharp says grind on the grid. How do we volunteer? Good question. Uh, we're going to have a website soon. 
it we had like because to get on ultra sign up you have to have a website uh i think other than facebook which i am like deleting facebook soon by the way newsflash just with everything that's coming out about it like uh, you, it's like we always knew it was like horrible and now it's like confirmed it's like okay done i don't like it anyway uh it's not on my phone anymore. I still have the account out there, but yeah, you have to have a website that's not Facebook. Uh, and, um, so that'll be coming soon. And then volunteer options will be through there. That would be awesome if we got some volunteers. Uh, and I do think that this race, uh, cause the way a backyard format is set up is it's, um, roughly four miles, a little bit, a little bit over four miles per hour. Uh, so that if you run for 24 hours, you have exactly a hundred miles. Um, and, uh, so depending on who shows up to this race, it could last for two or three days. <laughs> uh, you know, most likely, uh, it would be somewhere. I mean, I would think that the last person standing would probably be for a first year race in Indiana. Who knows? Somewhere in between that, like, 100K to 100 mile, I would guess. I think someone will probably go. I think someone will probably go, uh, you know, like 60, 70 miles or something. But the race is over when there's only one person that completes the last loop. Like, you don't just go on forever if there's only one person left. So, yeah. Uh, but that would be awesome, Brian, if you wanted to volunteer. Brian Steinberg says, uh, how are you doing with meeting your goals for YouTube this year? I have a huge backlog of recorded stuff I need to edit. Yeah, I actually need to go back and, <coughs> sorry guys, I need to go back and review that uh, YouTube goals video that I put out last year. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing okay. Like, I feel like I'm, so YouTube is always like a hard thing because it's, um, there's there's different components to it because you have to do the work to actually plan out the videos and record the videos and edit the videos and post the videos and do the thumbnails. Like there's all that work, but then there's also the like mental side of it. And like definitely the mental health side of it that, uh, is, um, a lot of stress in its own on its own. And so there, like, I feel like this year has been a little bit more about, um, kind of like, um, becoming becoming more aware of all of that side of it and trying to deal with it a little bit better and trying not to get caught up in like the rat race uh that it can become uh especially when you start to like um especially when you start getting into like product type stuff and you start dealing with um some brands uh, that can become that, that definitely feels like a lot more like work. Uh, and, uh, but it's fun. I mean, I love it. Um, but it can be really stressful, especially when, so like, say you, you know, you get a, a watch or a pair of shoes or something and you're working on your review and then you see a bunch of other people start posting on it and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm late. Like there's so much stress that is involved in it. Uh, so I feel like this year I've done a lot better about, um, being able to pull back on that and just be like, 
this is my channel. Like I put out what I want when I want. <laughs> and if it's one video a week plus a live stream, that's fine for that week. If it's five videos plus a live stream, great. <laughs> you know, so um, at the end of last year, I tried daily vlogging and I did it for a month. I did it for almost all of December. And that was a really fun experience. Um, but definitely like not sustainable uh, while having, while living the life that I'm living right now uh, with work and family um, and being able to put out like the type of videos I want. So yeah, uh, I don't, I feel like, yeah, I need to, I guess I need to review the goals uh, that I set out last year, but I feel like I've, I feel like I've made pretty good progress this year. Uh, Aaron Wagner says pace two is 29 grams and it will go, uh, 26 to 30 hours. Yeah. I think the 29 grams is without a band. Uh, but the nylon band, I think only adds like maybe nine or 10 ish. So I think that's where we, I think that's, yeah. Cause they can be, it can be kind of deceiving, uh, to just post, uh, and some companies do that. You gotta be careful. Just post the weight of, uh, the watch itself. Um, that's where like, like this one, the vertex two, uh, they, uh, did that, but the band, yeah, you gotta, I mean, you have to wear the whole thing. So I don't know, Aaron, I'm not saying, uh, 29 grams might be with everything, but I think that's just the watch only. Uh, Justin says, still love my Phoenix six. Think I'll wait till they add maps to the Enduro before I spend that kind of money. Yeah. And that's the thing that's like, so for me, I personally wouldn't use the, like all the map features very much, like definitely not my day to day. Uh, you know, if I'm going to a trail system that I know, I'm not going to use it. Like there's no point. Uh, it, the times that it would be useful is when you like are trying to explore a new place, um, or in a race, uh, it can be useful. Um, and so like my biggest thing is that it's not like it's a feature that's missing that I would be using all the time. So it's not affecting me in that way. It's only affecting me in the way it's like, I paid like $900 for this watch. Like, and you're not putting this feature in it. I don't know. It's a little, it's a little frustrating. You know, it's like buying a car and it just has a tape player. You're like, really? You know, just give me the, give me the, give me the bit, give me the rest of it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Drew H says April 2nd is actually open, not coaching that weekend. This might work. Yes. That's awesome. That'd be fun. Uh, watch, uh, watch ultra sign up and social media and stuff. We'll be posting about it. Definitely. It's going to be a good one. I think that's also the weekend after OPSF. So that'll be fun. Um, we were, it was actually kind of scary, uh, cause we were looking like we were t Matt was talking to this, um, the person that owns the property and originally the only date that was open was the same weekend as OPSF. And we were like, Oh gosh, at least like, yeah, it was like, it was not looking good. And then, um, they got back to us and said, Oh, actually it's the weekend after we're like, yes. <laughs> so that's good. 
Nathan says, uh, Nate from San Antonio here. Any reason why you wouldn't recommend something cheaper like the Garmin Instinct Solar? Uh, no, no reason. Um, I think anything from Garmin is going to be good. Uh, you just, honestly, all you have to do is kind of like look at what features it has and just make sure that the features that are important to you are included. Uh, and what's missing, you're not going to be like too disappointed about. But I think, um, like if I, if I had one watch, uh, and was on a budget and was just like, just for my daily running and everything, like, I think something like even like a Garmin like 55 or even the 45. I saw that on sale for $120 uh, this week. And I almost just bought one uh, just to have like a nice small Garmin to run with uh, during my like weekday runs. Um, because honestly, my favorite watch for weekday runs right now is the Polar Vantage V2 just because it's so comfortable. It's lightweight. It fits nice. Um so, uh, yeah, I think that honestly, I think you can get, uh, like really a really solid watch for not much money. Um, but you just have to make sure that it has like things that you're actually, the, the things that are important to you that, you know, you're going to use, um, you know, just kind of take a look at them. I mean, the only reason why someone would get a vertex or an enduro is if they're doing, hundred milers and they really don't want the battery to die. <laughs> like they don't want to have to charge it. Um, other than that, there's plenty of other options out there that you can save some money on. Yeah. John says you should do watch reviews based on price and features and is way overpriced. Yeah, it is. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, Zach says, I bought the Kuros Apex in early 2020. When should I start considering replacing it? I would imagine there's a shelf life to it. It works great for my needs. I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's really a shelf life, um, unless you're going to try and sell it. Uh, but I would just, you know, when it starts getting so annoying that you're like having to charge it a lot more often than you want to, that's the only reason why I would consider replacing a GPS watch that you like. Uh, especially the, I mean, the Apex, like, I mean, that's a, that's a good watch from what I know. I don't have it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want, if it's missing some features that you want, then yeah, something to consider. But, uh, like I got down to like my Phoenix three that I had for a couple years, I did, um, all my Ironman training with it, uh, lots of triathlons, uh, Ironman Louisville, uh, did some ultras with it, did a couple 50 milers. Um, and then like, I mean, it was still working fine. It was just, it got to the point where, uh, it wouldn't hold a charge long enough to finish, um, a 50 miler. And so at that point, that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to start looking for something else. Um, and then, uh, I think, ironically, right as I was like looking around, that's when Sunto, uh, sent me the Sunto nine Barrow. Uh, so that was like perfect timing and that was great. Uh, it just doesn't last for a hundred milers, which is unfortunate. Um, I don't know about the Sunto nine, the new one they have, uh, 
but the the one that came out like four years ago or something, the Barrow, um, that only that battery life. I mean, it's only like seventeen or eighteen hours. Justin says, "All hail the buckle cam." Okay, yes, here we go. Buckle cam. Look at that. I actually dusted it off too. I don't know if I got the buckles in the same order or not when it went up, but yeah, it's all it's all, it's all looking good over there. All good in buckle cam world. Uh, Sean says, "I've got the Polar Ignite and it does everything I need it to now." 50 miler coming up in mid-December, so the battery life will be fine for that, but not for 100. Phoenix 6 will drop $100 when the 7 drops. Yeah. Um, I don't know when the 7 is going to come out, though. That's a that's a problem. Uh, who knows? People have been... There's a <laughs> there's a website out there that's like Phoenix, Phoenix Watch or something like that, uh, and like all of the Garmin Phoenix rumors are up there. Uh, people thought the Enduro was the Phoenix 7 uh, before it came out, and now it's been out for like seven months or something, seven or eight months. So I would assume maybe next year, but I don't know. Probably not before Christmas. Um, do any of the companies let you get a new battery, not use a replacement sending you free? I don't know. I would think that... Uh, they probably phase out a lot of the models though. Like maybe if your battery went like, I think they would probably replace your battery on like a current generation. Uh, but if it's a past generation, probably not. John says, I love that <laughs> Matt and you picked April for the race. Indiana weather that time of year is wildly unpredictable. Thoughts of it 100 come to mind. Yes. And this will be like, uh, as long as there's no lightning, we'll be fine uh, because only a small portion of it is trail and then some of it's gravel. But yeah, it's going to be great. Hopefully there's a ton of wind and rain. And uh, yeah, just all for you, John. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It'll be a really good tune-up uh, race um, for anybody, really, like looking like... Coming out of the, coming out of the winter, I mean, OPSF was always like uh, last couple of years. You know, being in March um, seems like a good time um, to uh, you know test your winter training. This will be a good one too uh, to just see like you know what's the what's the engine look like this year. Alright, I'm going to start wrapping this up uh, A couple more questions, get them in If you have any uh, questions We got uh, Snowman uh, I need a more comfortable couch before I spend that much money on a watch <laughs> I just got that joke My wife would probably lock me out LOL Yeah, yeah, probably uh, Brian Simer says How many watches do you still have? Um, I keep Um a lot of the watches, uh, I've given, I've given a handful away, a uh, couple, um, but I keep a lot of them just to like have for comparison purposes. Um, but yeah, I have a, I have a few, I have a few hanging around. 
but yeah, like I said, the with the Vertex, I'm not like I have to send this back uh, pretty soon. So I got to wrap up my review of it. So uh, that'll be coming soon. Um, also, uh, I think I'm going to do a video on the new AirPods. Uh, I just got those in today. We'll see how they work with running. Uh, because the uh, I've had the original version for a couple years, and they never worked for running for me because they always fell out of my ears. So we'll see if the um, version 3 is any better, or if you have to go with the Pro if you want to run with your AirPods. But that's going to be it for me today, guys. Uh, thank you so much for everyone that joined, everyone that asked questions. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah, as always, this will be um, loaded up. Uh, as a podcast, and actually, I just finished some new podcast art. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to show you guys that now. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the. Here we go. The podcast art is coming up in three, two, one. There we go. You guys can see it. It's showing like half of my desktop too. Uh, but this is, it's the same like logo and everything, but it's just on a cool like backdrop and a uh, uh, couple different colors. A little bit of depth, a little bit of depth to it. Some shadows, some glow, you know, good stuff. Uh, so yeah, that is, um, that's a new podcast logo. If you look anywhere, I got to figure out how to get out of this view. <laughs> there we go. Uh, are we out yet? No, we're still in preview mode. Let's go back to, let's go back to live mode and then, okay, there we go. I'm back. Uh, but yeah, go check out iTunes, Spotify, uh, I think Stitcher, I think whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, you can find, uh, I've been uploading these shows, uh, weekly, usually on Wednesday mornings so that, uh, you can listen to them on the go. You don't have to, you don't have to like pull up YouTube and like stream YouTube like while you're running or something. Uh, Jackie says, I'm going to watch your Garmin Enduro review after this. Awesome. Go get it. Uh, Sean Roberts, Robertson says, real quick, have you tried any of the Hoka carbon plated shoes? Carbon X is pretty cheap these days. Yeah, I don't, I haven't tried the carbon X, but I have like... Uh, I have like 150 miles on these Bondi X's, uh, and like, they've been great. I loved them. Like I got them like, uh, I don't know. That's another thing where Hoka probably hates me now, but, um, they sent me those like a couple of months ago, uh, and I just haven't been able to get a review out and I've got like 150 miles on them. Uh, so I like them a lot. Um, I have not tried the carbon X. Um, but yeah, they did a good job with the Bondi. Bondi X is pretty good. Aaron says, looking forward to your AirPod reviews. Thanks for another good stream. Awesome. Joseph says, better late than never. Uh, rewatching now. Hello from Michigan, everyone. Awesome. What's up, Joseph? All right, guys. Uh, thank you again so much for joining. Uh, this is it. Uh, check this replay out later on, uh, YouTube. If you didn't watch it all the way through or check out the podcast, and yeah, I will see you guys again next week. Thanks for joining.